This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When a bunch of people uh, asked me where I was going, I was like, I'm going to this battery like factory. It's called the Gigabagger. They're like, wait, so you're going to a place where they're just going to make batteries and you're excited about it? I'm like... You don't understand. Yeah. It's awesome. Don't worry about it. You know? So those were some of the crazy fans at the Tesla Geo Factory party that I just got back from. Um, do you, did you know anything about Tesla? Slash the Gigafactory, like did I and, and Tesla fandom? Uh, I had no idea that they were like Tesla like fans. No, I I know about the company generally, and I know about the Gigafactory and how that's a big deal. But like, I didn't know he had like fanboys. No, yeah. Uh, this is Nicholas DeLeon, by the way, and I am staff writer Jason Kebler. Uh, yeah, so I went out to this party at the Gigafactory, which is like Tesla's brand new um, battery factory where Elon Musk hopes to pump out basically like thousands and thousands of batteries a year to make his Tesla Model 3 affordable. And uh, basically they invited 2,000 of their biggest fans to just hang out there and say, hey, like, here's the factory where it all happens. (laughs) And to go to this party, you needed to convince five of your friends to buy a Tesla. Like, not only did you have to buy a Tesla, (laughs) you don't even have five friends. I don't know if I have five friends, to be totally honest. That's dark. Um, yeah, so you had to buy, you had to own a Tesla and convince five people to buy it. And so what, what I found was it was a lot of like doctors and surgeons and computer programmers and stuff right. like that. Sounds it like was, a country club. It was also a lot of like dads. Like there were so many cargo <laughs> shorts there and it, it, was a, it wasn't like a formal event necessarily, but right. it was very, um, like it was nice. Like some people were dressed in like cocktail dresses, other people were wearing like khakis and slacks. Was, this was in the desert. Though, it was so maybe maybe the cargo shorts weren't necessarily. Oh yeah, out it of was place. super hot. Um, it was like 111 degrees. I, I mean, think. I would never wear. Cargo um, yeah, but it, it's a dry heat, as they say. <laughs> uh, but in any case, it was it was fun, and I'm glad I went out there. Um, it was in this big like white tent out front of the Gigafactory, and there were all these like fake palm trees around, and uh, this like sand colored 
um, furniture, maybe it's gray, I forget. But in any case, it was, they, the Tesla employees I talked to said that it was like Burning Man themed. Oh, and I was like, this is not exactly <laughs> Burning Man themed. Um, but it was really nice. There's like a lot of cocktails and um, a lot of like salami, oddly enough. <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, like, anyways, uh, I wanted to, like, learn who is a Tesla super fan and right. also, like, what is the anatomy of a Tesla super fan. And I also wanted to learn what Elon Musk is trying to do with this factory. So, Elon actually showed up, obviously. It's, like, this huge event um, in the history of the company. And we're going to hear from him later. But first, I want to introduce you guys to uh, some, some of the people I met there. Uh, which Tesla do you own? I have both. I have Model S and I have Model X, and I've been Tesla supporter since, basically since inception. And if you look on the roads, it's basically like Toyota Camry of Silicon Valley now. Like everybody's got one. Like even kids are driving them now. Sorry. So where are you from? Beijing. Okay. Okay. And why? It's so far. Why did you decide to come? Uh. Maybe join the central event. Event. Yeah. I think it's a, 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 a event that happened once in one hundred years. Once. Yeah. 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 Once for one hundred years. Yeah. So, uh, do you own a Tesla? Yeah. I had a good, very good. Um, interesting forty-eight hours with canceled flights. And, oh my God! And, me too. And my oh, because of the thunderstorm. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I had to. I chose to drive rather than take the uh, connection flight. I chose to drive seven hours from Salt Lake City. My connection. Really? Because I was on standby and there was no guarantee because the flight was full. Yeah. Yeah. So why did you have to be here so bad? Uh, because this is. I, I, I mentioned this earlier to a friend of mine. Like, this is the first time in my lifetime, and maybe the only time in my lifetime that I can say that I went to an unveiling of the largest factory in the world. Unlike Nicholas, I knew that Tesla had this huge fanboy culture, but I had never gotten the chance to drive one myself. So when I landed in Reno, a Tesla employee gave me a Model X to putt-putt around the city and drive around Lake Tahoe all day. Car is so fast. It's much, much faster than my busted 2000 Honda Accord that takes like 20 seconds to get to 60 miles an hour. It can practically drive itself, and the whole thing just feels like you're in a spaceship. What are we about to do? We're just going to so go very we're, fast. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're going to experience the ludicrous launch. Okay. Uh, so our track tonight is really to highlight the acceleration and the handling, the performance of the car. Uh, so we'll pull probably close to a G. Uh, in the acceleration. Uh, it is the fastest sedan in the world. Uh, Model X is very fast, but Model S, a little lighter weight uh, and just a little bit faster. So. Yeah. So I was driving in here um, or driving up here and I had a parking pass for the Model X and I had the windows down and I took it from zero to 60 as fast as I could and I just flew out the window. <laughs> <laughs> well, once you're in, you don't I, need yeah, that I mean, anymore, I, right? Well, I, well, I figured like you guys would understand if I lost the parking pass because I was like exactly. driving too fast. What'd you think of autopilot? It was cool. Um, I trusted it. Uh, not not immediately, but after I realized that, you know, it could stop. That was the thing. Like, once mm -hmm. I realized it could stop, I was like, oh, I don't need to do anything. I just it's, have to watch the road. It's quite a sensation, like, giving into it yeah. a little bit. Um, you know, it, it's also the realization of trusting it to do its job, but knowing that 
we have a job to do too as the driver. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that first time when you take a, a curve and the steering wheel moves by itself and you're not turning it, it's it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I took it around the like mountains of Tahoe and it, like I didn't have to do anything. It was great. Yes. <laughs> yeah. There's, I'm gonna, like you know anything gonna loose is gonna fly. So okay. no loose objects there. Uh, I think I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Just hold on yeah. tight to your recorder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're up next. I'm very excited. We've got uh, all this dust flying around. Is that from the car? That's not from the car. That no, would be insane. <laughs> I think it's, it's mostly from the fire trucks that pulled in. Yeah. Um, but just uh, the wind kicking it up right yeah. now. Yeah, I've been spending a lot of time in deserts lately. <laughs> <laughs> Developing a theme. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're in a dust storm right now. All right. All right. Lining up on the launch pad now. Good. You okay. probably want to put your head against the headrest there. Yeah, oh my head god, back. that's serious. And we'll get a countdown. Okay. Oh my god, let's go. Yeah! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> 80 miles an hour. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and you'll feel as we take this turn. Yeah. Pretty good high speed. Yeah, here. oh my god. And with that low it does center does not gravity, feel like a car. Yeah. That battery pack in the bottom all the way down there is really little body roll. Yeah. So it hugs the road nice and tight lot of control on the car so i was walking into the party a tesla owner stopped me and kind of out of the blue he told me how he raced his tesla and you know it was kind of an interesting story but i thought you know this guy must be like you know the only one who actually raced this thing but then i started asking around and pretty much everyone i talked to has a racing story uh have you raced anyone in your tesla <laughs> yeah <laughs> who Oh, well, one time. Yeah, tell, tell me the story. <laughs> so, yeah, there's this, I, I don't know what kind of motorcycle it is, but it had a big engine. We were going like 125, and I'm just like, okay. I'm okay, so where did you guys come from? We come from Germany. What brings you all the way to Nevada? Tesla brings us here. So you are obviously a super fan. What, what, what made you want to buy your first Tesla? Well, I'm convinced of the concept of Tesla and I really like the car. I'm a car lover and I like fast cars. You know, in Germany we can drive as fast as we want. I do know that, I'm very jealous. <laughs> and um, a Tesla can do that. Yeah. Have you ever raced anyone in your Tesla? No, I didn't race kind of on a, on a racetrack like the Nürburgring, but I, I, I had uh, some competition with guys at the traffic light like Lamborghinis and try to outperform them. Yeah? How does a Tesla versus a Lamborghini usually go? You don't need to ask. I mean, a Tesla beats them all, right? It at does, least yeah. the, the first, I don't know, 300, 500 yards. Have you ever raced your Tesla? I've autocrossed it. I'm sorry? Autocrossed it. Autocrossed it? Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, autocrossed is when you have um, go to a parking lot and you set up a course with cones, okay. and then people race for the best time. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So um, everyone races their Tesla. <laughs> well, that's a, that's a real legitimate race. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so I've been asking everyone this because uh, someone just uh, gave, like, gave it to me, and I, everyone has said yes, so the answer better be yes. Have you ever raced your Tesla? Absolutely. Are you kidding me? <laughs> give me? Give me a racing story. 
Um, a racing story. I don't really have a crazy one. I went out to the Maryland International Raceway. Uh, actually, I guess it's, it's actually kind of interesting. I live in Alexandria, Virginia, and I drove my Tesla all the way to Alexandria National Raceway. I filled up on the way there. However, by the time I got to the Maryland International Raceway, I was about you know halfway through. Of course, I was racing my vehicle, so that means I was depleting more energy, and so I couldn't get home. Oh, and, no. and so I had a little bit of a, uh, you know, 300 miles to the charge is impressive until you start racing your vehicle. <laughs> so. Then it's not 300. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So did you get stranded? I, I did not. I actually uh, had to find a, 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 a Tesla geek that was very excited to have me charge in her apartment. And it actually wasn't even her outlet. It was her as an apartment building. And so I parked next to a utility place that I was not supposed to. And I actually, you know, borrowed some, uh, some amps. So yes, Teslas are awesome and people love driving them. But until the company can produce an affordable car, that's going to be an experience reserved for the rich. After the break, we'll learn how Tesla plans on bringing the cost of its cars way down. So Elon Musk's rough plan is to crank out a bunch of batteries at this factory using economies of scale to bring down the price of the batteries so that he can sell the upcoming Model 3 for about $35,000, which is about in line with the average uh, new car cost today. Um, I realize that this podcast probably isn't the best way to tell you about what's going on inside the factory. It's kind of advanced science and uh, the factory is something you really need to see to believe. So there's a story on Motherboard you should check out for photos and more descriptions. But I'm going to try to describe it anyways. So the building is um, fully seismically constructed to prevent against any sort of like earthquake. Um, we are on a fault, uh, near a fault right now. Okay. Um, and so the... The See factory the is beams everywhere. Yeah, like these cross beams oh, here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big seismic structures. So because the factory is south to north, we actually entered in on the side where raw materials will eventually come in. So we'll be bringing like aluminum, lithium, cobalt, all the different raw materials coming in on the end of the factory, and they'll be broken down here in the mixing, moved through into cell production, into modules and battery packs as we move north. It's this gigantic white building with a red racing stripe all around it um it's just kind of like it looks like a shipping center i guess like sitting in the middle of the desert it's nowhere close to being done but right now it's pumping out power walls and power packs which are tesla's home and business energy storage batteries so if you have like a solar powered roof you can stick one of these batteries in and uh, use it at night anyways the main idea is raw materials come in the south end and finished batteries come out the north end. The factory is about four stories tall in places, and right now lots of the rooms are totally unfinished and empty, um, and then other areas are kind of 
blocked off with these curtains because they use Panasonic technology that Tesla wasn't allowed to show us. And even Elon Musk said that the basic strategy is raw materials come in one side, a bunch of stuff happens, and then batteries come out the other side. Here's where the bunch of stuff happens. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, inside there's all these like robots in the factory that carry around stacks of cells and things like that and they're all very uh playful robots they stop when they see you they sing songs it's uh very very futuristic following paths this is an agb path an automatic guided vehicle so we have a magnetic strip laid under this floor for agvs to follow you can see right there so hopefully we'll get one over there i'll point it out to you but it does play indiana jones What's this guy? Go in, go, in, go in front of it. Who is walk, he? Walk in front I don't want him to stop, though. Yeah, no, I won't hit you. I know, but I want to watch him. Wa- wa- I want to watch him run around. <laughs> game, game I don't want to impede the robot's progress. They will get it. That's why it's better. What does he do? <laughs> oh my God. This is essentially an R2-D2 with, like, long arms. And he's picking... He's picking up a shopping cart. Oh, my God. (laughs) There's like all these robots that are wandering around the factory and I almost got run over by one. They have very good LiDAR and, uh, you know, (laughs) sensing vision. But like Tesla employees are like, hey, walk in front of this. It won't hit you. And it didn't. But I was like, what a fun, what a (laughs) Yeah, they all have like little quirks. I mean, one plays like Indiana Jones theme and then the other one just goes like, it's an R2-D2 type thing and it like lifts things and it's just like, welcome to Tesla. It's (laughs) uh, whenever it sees anyone, it's, which is hilarious. But anyways, um, 
I think even for people who went there to see the factory, which uh, I, I very much went to see the factory, but I also went to, to meet these people. Um, and everyone I talked to was like, yeah, factory's cool. It's amazing. It's kind of empty because they don't really have that much stuff there right now. Um, it's not completely done. They're like, we flew out here to see Elon. And uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably uh, also wanted to hear Elon talk. So uh, I'm going to let him explain what the heck this thing is and how it's going to work. So Elon Musk is about to come talk. People are very excited. You know what is what is this? What's needed for the gig factory is the, the Model Three. So, this is really about being able to make enough uh, ba- enough cells, enough batteries uh, to make to make hundreds of thousands, ultimately millions of electric cars, and to do so at a massive scale um, and in a way that is affordable to people. So it, it you know, doesn't matter. I mean. It, well, in, cars obviously need to be affordable, otherwise people can't buy, bloody well buy them. Um, so in order f- to achieve that, there are, there are really two key dimensions that are necessary. One is uh, to, make, to keep iterating the technology, to design the technology to be better and better, and have multiple versions. And so this would be our third, generation, third major generation of technology, and then economies of scale. Um, so we're driving those to the absolute maximum with the, with the Gigafactory, and that's why it's so big. It's big for a reason. There just wasn't enough factory capacity anywhere else in the world. We didn't have an option. You know, we, this factory will have the output of all the lithium-ion factories combined when it's done. Yeah. Yeah, it, uh, yeah exactly. The, the, the basic, basic math was that in order to make a half million cars a year, um, we would need every lithium-ion battery factory on Earth that makes uh, batteries for phones, uh, laptops, cars, everything, just to, to achieve that, that output. So it's like, well, clearly that's not being built because you'd be able to see it on a satellite picture. Yeah, it's essentially designed like a, a very um, high-density, um, high multi-layer uh, integrated circuit, like a, an advanced CPU, which is uh, really... I and mean, actually, when you think about it, it's like obviously how it should be, should be done. Um, and I think actually over time, the manufacturing process uh, may look a lot like one of those super fast chip pick and place machines. Um, it's super optimized for speed and density. I mean, if you think about like, how, how did we improve the capability of your phone or your, or your laptop? It wasn't by making a really giant computer the size of a table. It was by increasing the clock speed and the density. And those same principles apply, apply to manufacturing. So I'm really excited about revitalizing manufacturing. I think it's, it's sort of, it, it, it needs love, and we're going to give it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we can fit 50 billion hamsters. <laughs> <laughs> so, but in terms of vehicles, um, the... Uh, we actually expect to get to uh, 50 gigawatt hours a year of output uh, in two years. Uh, to give you a sense of, of, 
of how, what, what that size is. Total global output, I don't know the 2015 numbers, but the 2014 numbers for total global output of lithium-ion for all purposes throughout the world was only about 30 gigawatt hours. Okay, so this is, this is more than the entire planet produced uh, last, in, in 2014. Maybe it was, it was obviously more last year, but still call it. Roughly, figure roughly that this one factory will produce as much as the rest of the world combined. Yes! Uh, And, and then as we get to a, a couple years later, perhaps 2020 or thereabouts, um, we expect that the, the, when the factory is fully built out, and like I said, you're actually standing, you, you, where you are right now is the middle of the factory. You're, you're standing in the middle of where the factory will be when it's complete. So we should have another party, I think. <laughs> All right, Nicholas, thank you for be playing my foil. No problem. You did my a, pleasure. You did a great job. Well, I love, I love uh, factories, so. Do you? you? <laughs> manufacturing. What, uh, what factories do you love? <laughs> uh, man, uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I've been caught in so, a lie. So you're lying to the people. <laughs> I'm lying. Uh, That's what I do. I'm a journalist, yeah. so I like to lie to people. Oh, God. Yeah, Radio Motherboard, where we lie to our audience. <laughs> Uh, anyways, thank you for listening. Um, sorry we haven't posted in a while. We've been working on a new podcast workflow, so we're kind of getting all the kinks uh, ironed out. Yes, ironed out is the word I'm looking for. Um, so after this, after this one, we'll be back hopefully every single week. Um, please don't hold me to that, but um, we'll, we'll see. see you soon. Well, who knows? Uh, if you like us, subscribe uh, on any of your favorite podcast apps on iTunes. Tell your friends, etc. Uh, and we will see you soon. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.